Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Family Faith in the Village. This is a podcast designed to be for you, the family at home, in your attempt to raise faithfully committed disciples of Jesus Christ. My name is Zachary Waugh, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Steve Miller. And Steve, today we wanted to discuss a little bit more specifically in detail what takes place actually in your home. And one of the things that takes place in your home is family devotionals. Absolutely. So last week in uh, that episode, we tackled kind of the family dinner. And and if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, uh, please go back because Zachary and I even were shocked at the number of things we found that just pointed to to the value of the family dinner. And so now as we we get into the home and we build that faith at home, uh, we're just going to talk a little bit today about devotionals. How do you start a devotional if you're not doing it? How do you um, get some more attention getting material for, for your kiddos um, if, if you want to do more than you are now? Or if maybe you're a minister listening and you want to uh, get some of this information into the hands of your students and your parents. Uh, so yeah, just tackling uh, the family devotional today. Yeah, absolutely. And I know Steve and I, we've talked about we grew up a little bit different. Um, and family devotional for me was something that took place almost every night of the week in some form or fashion. Now, we wouldn't do so like on a Wednesday night because we were at Bible class or we wouldn't do so Sunday night because we were at church. But pretty much every other time of the week, we did a family devotional. And my when I was just thinking about all the devotionals, I can't really remember any of the topics or anything. I'm not going to lie. Right. But I remember that we did something. So a point that I have, one of the first things I wrote down is the worst thing that you could be doing is nothing. Right? If you begin by just reading a chapter of the Bible and discussing it, great. Just be doing Something. I don't think as a parent, I'm assuming that you never feel as if you found that perfect devotional book for your family. Because that'd be hard because you have adults and you have kids of all ages. And you don't feel like you have all the tools maybe that you need to develop your own devotional. And I feel like it's probably always a work in progress. Some devotional books you may like more than others. Some you may never go back to. And some you may revisit every couple of years. So that was kind of my experience growing up. It happened. It wasn't always the same book or the same thing every time. It was a mixture, but it was consistent. Absolutely. And, and consistency is going to be a huge thing. And and you don't have to start um, at that point. My family, our family currently, my wife and our four kids, we pretty much, just like you said growing up, Zachary, we're to the point now we're pretty much at some point every day, we're able to do um, a little bit of a devotional thought or a little bit of a of a discussion. But that, to your point, wasn't necessarily how I was raised. I actually really remember pretty vividly because I was probably late middle school, maybe even my freshman year of high school. The first time we were sitting around at home, one sister's about a year and a half younger than me, one sister's six years old, younger than me. So if I'm in high school, then one's in middle school, then one's in elementary. And we're all kind of sitting around. I remember vividly the first time my mom took out um, a Bible and said, hey, we're going to do a Bible lesson tonight. And it was like, wait, we're, 
we were actively going to church by that point and being and pretty active in youth group and things, but it was like a whole nother step when all of a sudden we were doing this yeah. as a family. And, and when my mom started doing that and then it built from there. So you don't have, to, it doesn't, if you're not doing anything now, don't be afraid to start something. Cause to your point, consistently doing something, even if it's one day a week to start um, is going to be an awesome way to get things going. And the other thing is don't, um, don't overthink it when you're starting these, they don't have yeah. to be a 45 minute beginning, middle end, you know, right. hit all your bullet points type they thing. They probably shouldn't be. That no, long. exactly. And that, I've got that down, uh, as a few of my points, they probably shouldn't be. They, you know, quick five minutes. Um, you know, you hear all the time in, in sermons and in preaching, you know, hit three good points in your sermon. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, in these devos at home, hit one good point. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be um, maybe everything that you're you're thinking that it has to be. Again, my, I remember that very first time my mom did it. Um, she read uh, just a story right out of the Bible. Do you and, remember the story? Ananias and Sapphira. Wow. So yep. stuck with you. Yep, stuck with me. <laughs> um, so, and, and that's what it's about. It's... Um, the other thing is, if it gets too long in these family devos, you're giving your kids time to get bored or time to get drawn to something else. Or in the case of my house with four kids sitting around in the living room, maybe drawn toward each other or some comment that makes the other one, you know, laugh those, or something. Right, exactly. Yep. They just kind of feed off of each other. So, so quick and to the point, um, I would say is huge in that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I grew up in a family of four. Steve has four children. And I remember the times where we just gathered around. And if you made eye contact with that one sibling, or if you <laughs> said something that you know was going to set one of the other siblings off, it was a disaster. So to Steve's point, keeping it short, five, 10 minutes is fantastic. And another thing that I think really helps involvement, and I think you're family devotionals will be really blessed is if you can include your children in the devotional, whatever that means for you. Maybe that just means that they're the ones that read the passage, right? Or maybe if you're using the book, they actually read the devotional from the book. Uh, but ask questions, let them read scripture, let them pray, uh, try to get something out of them to where it's not just a lecture from the parents. Zachary, did your Wa family devotes growing up include singing? They sometimes did. So ours yeah. do now. We pretty much ask yeah. each of our two sons, James and Jacob, to like one will have to lead a song to start us and one will lead a song to end it. And again, sometimes that may be the longest portion of what we're doing, uh, depending on what um, kind of our plan was for the night. But but even giving them an opportunity to sing some songs at home outside of Bible class, especially with the younger kids, is yeah. is a really good opportunity, Absolutely. I think. But I just going back, I did say one thing about a plan. And while I while I advocate short key point type information in these devotionals for your family, I do it's not short and to the point so you don't have to think about it or you just kind of do whatever comes to you, make a plan for your Devo yep. and kind of stick to it. And if it's that one day a week or if it's a couple days a week, not only sticking to the schedule, but kind of decide what you're going to do before. There's times when you just kind of have to, you know, shoot from the hip. But if you can, 
Um, if it's a five minute devotional, maybe think about taking 15 minutes sometime in the day to prepare for that five minute devotional, because that's going to do a lot for you and your spiritual life. Right. Or if it's with your spouse, if the two of you take a few minutes to talk about what you're going to talk about that yeah. night. Again, I think it just builds on that. So making a plan, um, while I do think keep it short and sweet and to the point, uh, don't understand that as me saying that you shouldn't put a little time into it to make sure you're ready for the kids and the questions they might yeah, have. And things absolutely. Like that. And you want it to be thought-provoking. Exactly. You don't want it to be something... Uh, you know, that's just so simple and so watered down that you don't get anything out of it. So you want this time to be a time of growth for you and more specifically for your family. And that's not going to happen if we don't prepare, like you said, and if we don't, uh, if we don't make it somewhat challenging for them. Absolutely. And I'll take, again, kind of the, I've, I've gone back and forth a little bit on this. So while I've said you have to plan, there's some prep time needed and make a plan, stick to it. But also don't let your schedule be an excuse not to do it. So for instance, you may have, like you said, Wednesday nights, if you were at church, maybe you you haven't done a Devo that night, but you're still riding home from church in the car. Yes. And Or maybe you have a late basketball practice on a Tuesday night and it's right. messed with everything, dinner yeah. and all those things. Well, if you still kind of know what you've been talking about, if you've been talking about the fruit of the spirit, it's not uncommon for my wife to read, pull it up on her Bible on her phone. And as we're making that quick drive home before we try to get everybody showers and ready for bed, we'll read and we'll kind of just hit it in the car quick. So while I do want you to plan, and I do want you to think about what you're going to say and know what you're doing. Don't. Don't let that be a crutch to not do something if, oh, well, we didn't make our time tonight or, oh, yeah. we're just going to be too busy tonight to do it. Find right. a time yep. um, to knock out, even if it is just a little bit of scripture reading as a family in the car. Absolutely. Some of the devotionals that I remember as a family and the ones that I remember the most are not the ones that occurred in the living room at night. They were the ones in the car on a trip where I remember one sitting outside of our little cabin in Colorado on vacation. Yeah. And that's what we did. So make the time, like Steve said, consistency is very important. It may not be the same time every day right? because our schedules just don't allow that at all times. But trying to make the effort each and every day to have that moment. And maybe, maybe it's a good time if we combine it with what we talked about last week and eating together as a family. Maybe that's the best time to do it for some families. Dinner is a great kind of springboard for the yeah, family Devo. Exactly. If you're not doing a devotional right now, but you are getting your family around the table pretty regularly, it's a perfect time to go ahead and plant that seed and, and start that process of a family devotional. I agree. And we touched a little bit on that last week as well. Absolutely. We've read this verse a few times, but one of the reasons scripture and reading the Bible and having this time together, it, it comes from the Deuteronomy chapter six passage. And I'll read that real quick. It says here, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. 
Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. This is a great opportunity for you to truly live out that command. Absolutely. And it's a great thing to do. Well, and just think of the benefits of this. We've talked in that same passage where really it's referencing generationally how it impacts your family when you do these things and how God is calling us to do that. So think about the benefit even to, to me as a parent when I do this, when I take a little time to think about it, when I take a little time to prepare. Um, Zachary and I have always have already referenced specific memories we have of our parents doing some things like this. So think about the example that it sets to your kids. And just even that, knowing that you're setting that example can be a huge benefit to you and kind of give you a really good point. And, and that's another thing I had down. Um, as you do this, don't let the family devotional be the only thing, or don't let it replace. If, if you're in, doing a study on your own as a parent or as a couple in a marriage, don't, don't give that up in order to have the family devo. You know, right. Make sure you don't neglect right. some of that quiet time, some of that yeah. prayer time and things of your own. And Absolutely. just replace it with the family Devo. We want to complement it with the family exactly. Devo. And the the reverse is true. If you're doing a family Devo, that's awesome. If you're doing it every night of the week, that's even better. But if you're doing those things and not doing anything on your own, try and complement your family Devo with that. Right. Absolutely. And find something to study or to read and do again on your own or maybe as a as a couple, one of the marriage studies or something like that. It's really, there's a difference between doing a family devotional and doing your own personal quiet time. I think it serves a couple of different purposes. The one, you're doing it for your family. Of course, you're going to benefit out of it, but it's primarily for your children. And the other is for you. My wife and I, uh, before we were even engaged, we our goal was to read the Bible before our wedding date. So we started in October of 2019, and we were trying to finish by August of the next year. And we quickly realized that that time did not compare to the quiet time that each of us needed to have each and every day. It was a very poor substitute because our goal was simply to read through the Bible pretty quickly. And that didn't do anything for our personal uh, personal time with God through prayer or through scripture and just meditating on his word. There's a big difference. So Steve, I think that's a good point that you brought up that make sure you're getting your own spiritual yeah. foundation. Too. And to you, to what you just said, you were going through it fast and you were trying to get it done by a certain time. But if you use that to complement something else yeah. that you were doing, there right. was some word on your heart, right? Yes. And there was, yes. and, and God's word was on your mind a little bit, or maybe in your personal study after doing that reading together, some verses pop up that you read through. So that's where some of these things by themselves may not do a whole lot for you, but when you can complement one with the other, um, I think that's huge. And that's really what we're talking about doing because ultimately we said in our very first episode, we wanted this podcast to be about making disciples about your family your kids growing up, your students in the youth group, if you're a minister listening, or your members, if you're a, a pulpit minister listening, you got to complement these things. You got to build on these things. And, and a little bit of all of them will serve you better than 
only one thing all the time. So, um, so don't neglect those other things for sure. So, I mean, we've kind of put this out there and again, kind of like we've said in every episode, none of this is new information. Zachary and I are not revolutionary by any means, but you know, maybe how Zachary do we, if we've touched on some of these key points and, and some of the benefits, how do you really do it? Do you have any, do you have any bullet points on maybe some, some things people can use to really uh, make an effective devotional at home? Absolutely. There's so many resources. I have one here beside me that I just brought and I, I would venture to say that this is in most Christians homes. It's called Jesus calling and it's by Sarah young. So there's a book for, Adults, there's a children's one that I remember was in our house later on in life whenever uh, this lady made this book. It became very popular. And it's just very simple. There's a couple verses that go along with it. And it's just very short, very, very easy to use. But I will say it's it may not be for everyone. It may not be what's good for your family. And it may not be what's good for uh, your children specifically. Uh, there's a lot of different resources that you can use. Uh, one, two places I wanted to mention were actually found through technology. So I think if you're struggling with finding a good devotional book, if you're struggling with, you know, how do I just open up the Bible and try to find a reading plan and maybe questions that go along with that, a couple of resources that I had written down uh, were just YouTube. YouTube the Bible project before if you're struggling with what to do through the text through scripture uh, through your Bibles go to the Bible project and watch one of their overviews of the book that you're wanting wanting to read together as a family discuss that a little bit and then go in to chapter by chapter or however you want to break it up uh, through that book of the Bible And another technology resource that I had was Right Now Media. Not sure how many of you would have access to rightnowmedia.org, but it's a fantastic library put together of people from all over the world uh, who have different Bible studies on there, and they're all videos. So there's stuff specifically for parenting and for marriage and for youth group and for children's ministries. There's topical Bible studies. There's textual studies of just about every book in the entire Bible. Uh, It's a fantastic resource uh, for children, for adults, and for everyone in between. So technology is a great tool uh, for these type of things. And I'll even throw out, and I don't necessarily have a specific one, but there are literally apps for family devotionals. You can look in the app store, on Amazon, on Google, and you can find apps for your phone that that will help you plan one, that will help you with material, that will help you schedule it and get it into all your calendars across yeah. all your devices. Um, so if you're that tech person, if you got always got the latest and greatest phone and use every app on there, um, look for these apps that can yeah. help you. Um, now that carries with it another thing in our devos with the exception of a few bibles that are on phones these days kind of like what we talked about last week with the dinner table we try very hard to not have electronics right that's another good time to get away from screens when Mm -hmm. we do our family devo so absolutely um, if your parent 
that's looking for, again, another excuse to maybe turn off the devices for a little bit. And the family devotional gives you an opportunity um, to do that. Zachary mentioned a lot. I mean, I wouldn't even have a guess. Millions of books that are probably out there as far as resources go for family type devotionals. Um, we've had some of those that we that we liked and that we've worked through. Um, we've done the more like the Bible reading plans that follow a year and maybe they've got some devotional thoughts with them. Um, I will say as much success as we've had with the books, as, as many of those books that we've liked as a family and have brought about good discussion, like you said, um, we probably still just had the most success with just the Bible, with breaking down a few verses, even if it's only a verse or two, um, and just pulling some things out of it. Uh, that's been um, really good for our family. Now, when, when the kids are younger, we talked about that storybook Bible a lot in previous episodes. It's That's a great tool to be your family Devo. Read it together and differentiate the fact that when you read those stories from that storybook Bible, these true stories, right? Because Goodnight Moon or, or Paddington Bear or some of those right. things you may read with the kids. Yeah. And then they learn in school that that's fiction. Well, even with those storybook Bibles, it's a great time to get to the truth of the Bible and that this is the inspired word of God. And just by reading those stories with your kids is a great starting point. And as they get older um, and you move to more maybe that Devo format, especially kids elementary age, they like to act out and do things, you know, ask them to act out part of the story or Absolutely. ask them about the part that sticks out or show you the part that sticks out, get them involved. Um, object lessons. I think we've talked about those before, but you can, I mean, you can search Bible object lessons online and find all kinds of great quick things you could do, um, in a family devotional. But, uh, but yeah, I think for our family, as much as we've liked a lot of the books, we've just seen a, a really just a huge, value and interest in talking about things right out of the Bible, because um, that's another thing. If you're going to use a book, if you're going to use an app, if you're going to find something, um, you want it to be accurate. You don't, you may, right. you may be halfway through one of those books and find something that just doesn't um, match up. And that's a great time to be ready for something like that. And you can go to, what does the Bible say about this? Or, um, you know, kids may ask why, Johnny, their friend from school's church is different than the church that they go to with mom and dad. And so if you're prepared for some of these things, it's a great time to start instilling why we do what we do and why we believe what we believe. Um, so so I would say use the, use the resources, make sure they're accurate, make sure they give you an opportunity to talk about um, what the Bible says versus what we say or other people say or, th or this devotion book says. Right, absolutely. I would say I definitely agree with what you said and that the best times, the best devotionals is when, at least in my family growing up, when it was just straight from the Bible. I think devotional books are good and sometimes they help us, you know, understand a concept or they get us to think about something in a different way. But be careful on what devotional book you get to. Sometimes you'll have a devotional book but there's no scripture in right. the entire right. devotional book. So it's really just, you know, feel good, be happy, maybe make a lot of money depending on who you get. <laughs> uh, but even the ones that do have scripture at the bottom, read the whole chapter. Get some context on that. If you're struggling with what to use just straight out of the Bible for a family devotional, 
how about you get on the Bible app, on the Version Bible app, created in Oklahoma, by the way. Excellent. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. A couple uh, of Oklahoma natives. Yeah, exactly. Uh, get on the Bible app, look up the verse of the day, changes every day, and read that chapter as a family. It goes all over the Bible, so you're going to get a wide range of topics and books of the Bible uh, and hopefully some very healthy discussion as a family. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. The only other thing I had down kind of as a tip or something to think about, um, it's okay if you've got a broad range in ages of your kids, uh, like in my house, it's okay to focus your devos, I would say, a little bit towards the older kids because you don't want them to lose interest. You don't want to lose them in the process if they feel like it's just something they've already gone over a ton or they know or and we've talked about it in reference to the fact that the littler kids um, when we did that series on building faith they're kind of sponges and this applies in the family devo even if it's maybe a little more focused at the older kids you'd be surprised at how much those younger siblings are going to pick up and and be able to remember and draw on later based on um steering a little bit towards older so that's that's i would say is probably the way we do it that's probably where even in bible classes when i have to at church when i have to combine age groups we have to kind of steer it a little bit towards the older ones and the younger ones surprisingly pick up a lot so yeah um that was the only other kind of tip that i had but basically as zachary's already said um it's just about getting something going starting small finding a good point, taking a quick few minutes to really drive it home and giving the kids an opportunity to be involved. Uh, I think you'd be surprised how quickly your family could be having a daily devotional. Absolutely. I had one more verse that I want to read. It's Psalm 119 uh, verses 9 through 12. And Steve actually quoted it. I don't know if he realized he was, but it says this, how can a young man keep his behavior pure by guarding it in accordance with your word. I have sought you with all my heart. Do not let me drift away from your commands. I have stored what you have said in my heart, so I won't sin against you. Blessed are you, Lord. Teach me your statutes. So again, the importance of scripture. Why? Well, this psalmist says, because I don't want to sin against God. And as he is calling on God to teach him that way, we as parents, we as ministers, we as a church family, a village around um, these young people need to teach them. And it can't just be on Sundays and Wednesdays or right. it can't just be, um, you know, at a church activity. It's got to start in the home as well. It does. Just one thing real quick. I This was hidden in my notes. Just mind-boggling. If you spend 10 minutes a day, four days a week, for 15 years, about the time, say, your kid's three years old till 18, you will have spent 520 hours reading and discussing the Bible with your kids. That's a lot That's of time awesome. together. Almost two years. Almost two years just worth of talking to your kids and being there with them. So uh, that's very, very impactful uh, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And if you're not doing something, just, just start. Those of you that are doing a family devotional, awesome. Great job. Keep it up. 
those of you that aren't, maybe think about how you can start one. And hopefully uh, this particular episode gives you a few places to uh, jump from. Well, thank you to all of you who have consistently listened to our podcast. We're over 150 uh, people that have listened to it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, And every Thursday, we're going to keep providing content and posting it on our website, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Amazon or Audible and Spotify, I believe. Yep. And that's all we have. Zachary, thanks again. As we've said, uh, it's just Zachary and Steve, no big production company or or aides behind us. So uh, we just really appreciate uh, that maybe when we take a little time to do this, uh, y'all are finding something to apply to your lives from it.